Last week, uh, for a couple weeks actually, we've been talking on about believing the unbelievable. How many know there's scriptures in the Bible and these promises that God is giving you in the Bible, and they're so good they almost seem unbelievable. Amen. Jesus, let me give you a couple. Jesus said, the works that I do, you'll do, and greater works. That, does that seem un- like, can you imagine? You can do greater stuff than Jesus did. But just to say it like that, does that seem unbelievable? But it seems unbelievable. And, and, there's, and listen, and there's Christians who won't believe it. But I don't want to be one of those Christians that don't believe Jesus. I want to be a believe. what I say, I want to be a believing believer. I want to believe what God says. Yeah, but it seems unbelievable. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, but I want to believe God no matter what he says. Amen? Then there's another scripture that says, if we pray his word, we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we, that God will give us the petitions that we ask. Not might, not sometimes. If we pray the word of God, we know that, there's a, that, that we can have, that God will give us what we ask. Then there's another scripture that says, if you can find somebody who believe with you, come in a prayer of agreement, the very thing that you ask for, God will give it to you. How many of these seem unbelievable? But they're in the word of God and they're promises for us. So I want, I want as a church for us to start believing the unbelievable. Well, what's the problem? Well, we learned last week. The prob- How many know who, what the enemy of faith is? Doubt and unbelief. Doubt and unbelief. And we said last week that where, where faith and doubt and unbelief cannot occupy the same space. Cannot occupy the same space. So we see Peter. He's walking on the water. What's he doing? He's believing God. What's he believing God? Jesus told him to come. He's believing God. Walking in the water. But as soon as, watch this. As soon as faith, as soon as fear comes in, what happens to faith? It leaves. Why? Because faith and fear cannot occupy the same space. Okay, so you can't like 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 there's some things you can like how many know you can turn on the hot water and the cold water and it both coming. But how many know you can't go forward and backwards? Amen. You either go forwards and back or backwards. How many know like if you have pure water, clean, pure water and you just put one drop of red dye in it, just one drop. How many know it it you're not going to have pure water anymore in the same way. Just, just, just that. And, and, and the apostles, what did they say? They said, you know what, God? All we need is more faith. All we need is more faith. And we saw Jesus said, no, no, no. The problem isn't that you don't have enough faith. The problem is you got fear in your life. Can I, can I be honest with you? The, the real problem is not that you don't have enough faith. It's that you don't have any faith. Do you, do you, we need to get that in our head. Because you can't trust in God and not trust in God at the same time. You're either trusting God or you're not trusting God. You're either going forward or you're going backward. Jesus said like this, you're either gathering or scattering. You're either for me or you're against me. Can I tell you what? When we don't believe the word of God, God said, you're against me. Amen. If I said, you know what, hey, I think my shoes are black. And you said, Pastor, they're not black. I'd say, you're against me. See, to to be against my words is to be against me. Amen. Now, what we've done is we've 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 made it. (laughs) 
You know, what we've tried to do is we've tried to make, um, you ever tasted something bad? Come on, help me preach this. Tony, you ever tasted something bad? Taste something bad? And then, and you know what, and you, and you try to, and you try to put salt and pepper on it and it's still bad. My mom used to say this. She'd, 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 she'd get the milk out of the refrigerator and she'd, uh, you know, she's making cereal, whatever she's making. And, it, you know, you take a bite and it's sour. Just, oh, this is sour. And then she'd say this to me. You know, Drew, smell this and see if it's sour. Uh, no, I trust you, Mom. I trust you. How many know you're not going to add some sweetness. You're not going to add some sugar. You're not, how many know you're not going to say, okay, you know what? We got sour. Milk. I don't want to throw this whole, this is a whole gallon. I just opened this gallon. I'm not going to throw it away. I'm just going to put some sugar in it. Are these good illustrations? In the same way, that's what we think. We think we can add, you know what? And, and God says, no, you can't add it. You cannot know. You're either for me or against me. You either believe what I say or you don't. And you say, Pastor, why, why are you like getting in our face? Here's why. Because there's something helpful to recognize what the real problem is. You can't fix the problem until you recognize you have a problem. Like, what do you know? You know, you ever, you ever been like, uh, like, yeah, I don't know much about cars. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I mean, something's wrong with the car. You know, what do I do? I'll get out, you know, open the hood. What you looking at, Pastor? I have no idea. I don't know. But how many know I'm the wrong person to try to fix this? Why? Because I couldn't tell you what's wrong. I'm thinking some wire is going to be like sticking up there. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, just connect that wire and it's going to start again. You know what I mean? I mean, no, I've never, I've never opened up the hood and saw some wire, you know, two wires, just, you know what, hey, connect us together and it'll be good. I mean, that's never happened to me. You know how many times I've opened up the hood and looked like I know what I'm doing? I mean, right? See, I'm the wrong person. Why? Because I don't know what I'm doing. You, you can't fix it till you recognize what the problem is. And so last week we were honest enough to say, this guy's like, oh, Lord, you know, I believe, help my unbelief. Well, at least stop lying to yourself. The problem isn't you don't have enough faith. The problem that you have mixed, you've thought you've mixed faith with fear and you cannot mix faith with fear. As soon as that doubt and unbelief come in, the believing God is just like, see you later, alligator. I'm out of here. The Holy Spirit will not tolerate unbelief. He will not tolerate it. And so we have to get a little bit more adamant, a little bit more vigilant. You know, how many of the Bible tells us to be vigilant? You mean? Why? Because Satan roams the earth, seeking whom he, what? May devour. Who's he looking to devour? Those ding-dongs that won't believe Jesus. And he comes with lies, and he comes with these, these myth, mistruths. Amen? This morning, I, I, I got up, and I was here at church, and I was thinking, you know what? I wonder if my wife has left the house yet. So I look, because I got this 360 where I can kind of track, you know, where, where she is. And you know what, what it said? It said that she was coming to church on, on um, 
on, no, 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 on uh, Workman Mill Road. That's a road by our house. She's on Workman Mill Road on a bicycle. <laughs> how many know, how many I didn't say, oh, trip out. Tamara's riding a bike today. How many I didn't say that? What was that? That was misinformation. Amen. How many know that wasn't true? Yeah, but it was right there on my, you know, it said. You know, as a matter of fact, I could show it to you right now. You know what I mean? Said she was riding a bicycle. How many know we've got to be discerning? Just because you see it doesn't mean it's true. Just because you hear it doesn't mean it's true. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it's true. Amen. Oh, like your neighbor said, this is going to be good today. Okay, so understand. And you can't allow your body always to tell you what truth is. You can't always allow your emotions to tell you what truth is. I mean, your emotions will take you somewhere. Your emotions will get you so you'll be yelling at your husband for something he didn't even do. Amen? You'll be mad at your kids. Or you, you know, you'll just go crazy. And the whole time you think you're justified because you think you know. I know you were riding a bike, Tamara. I saw it. You didn't see nothing. Amen? But we do the same thing. Allowing Satan to lie to us. He only com- he's a liar. And he only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You, you've got to be honest with yourself and recognize the problem isn't that you have enough, don't have enough faith. The problem is that fear has come and where fear came, faith left. Yeah, can I be honest? Again, the problem isn't that you don't have enough faith. The problem is you have no faith. Because you either trust God and you walk on the water or you begin to doubt and you start to drown. There was, there was no place in that story where Peter is walking on the water and drowning all at the same time. No, you're either believing God and walking in the supernatural or not, you know what, and then you're, I mean, you're, you're just walking in the natural. And walking in the natural to Peter is drowning. Does this make sense? Listen to me. I love you all. Some of you are walking in the natural and you're drowning. Your marriages are drowning. You're drowning in the, in the report, in the medical report. You're drowning. You're drowning in your emotions. And, and, and God loves you and he's for you. But you have to recognize what the problem is. The problem is, is that when you allowed that negative report to come in, God's report left. Is this making sense? Okay. So... That's just review from last week. But here's what I want to teach you today. How do we get the negative report out? Okay, fine. I understand that I have, that in my life, that pure water has become tainted. That one drop of doubt and unbelief has tainted the whole thing. I get that. I understand that, Pastor. But how do I get rid of that doubt? How do I get rid of that unbelief? Somebody asked me, Pastor, how do I get rid of that unbelief? 
Oh, thank you for asking. Let me show you. Let me show it to you in the Word. Okay. Um, let's first go. Okay. Let's first go to, uh, well, it's my first point. <clears throat> you have to recognize the problem. This is a little review. Belief, unbelief is the enemy of faith. Write that down. Unbelief is the enemy of faith. Unbelief is the enemy of faith. Turn with me to John, I mean James chapter 1. We'll start with verse 5 and we'll read through verse 7. If anyone lacks wisdom, let's stop there. And does, does anyone lack wisdom? Okay, raise your hand if you lack wisdom. Raise your, raise your hand if you understand, if you're a free guy. Raise your hand if you understand your wife completely. Yeah, liar, liar, pants on fire. Okay. Wives, raise up your hands if your husband, if you, ever your husband's told you something and you thought, that makes absolutely, completely no sense. Raise your hand if you, absolutely, it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, well, you know what? Here, here's, here's a thought. Maybe husbands, maybe wife, maybe you lack wisdom. How, and how many, here, let me ask you this. How many, you know he doesn't make sense, but you don't know how to deal with this nonsense? You're like, how do I deal with this? Because what is, I cannot tell you how many times I talk to my wife, and I'm making total sense. But she's looking at me like, what are you talking about? Okay. Well, how many know we need, we need wisdom from God to know how to deal with this person? Because it's interesting. The truth is, you know what? And, and how many know we're all so opinionated. We think, oh, they're making no sense. Well, you know what? No, they, they, they probably are making sense. They're just not making sense to you. To that, you know, how many know your husband's not going, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying pizza and, and you know what, uh, you know, uh, whatever, you know, pepperonis and, uh, and sausage. That wasn't even my question. I mean, no, to him, he's making sense. She's not making sense to you. Well, what do you need? Here, 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 wives. You need, probably need to pray for some wisdom in this. You know what? God has given me insight. I've just, sometimes, I just be able to, like, sometimes not understand it all, but at least feel compassion for my wife. I don't have to understand her all, but I need to have compassion and empathy for my wife. And sometimes it'll just come supernaturally. And I don't even, it's like the Holy Spirit say, you don't even, even have to understand her, but, but get her. Does that make sense, anyone? And I know it's not coming from me. I know it's supernatural. Well, one of the things I pray in the morning is for wisdom in this area. And there's all kinds of areas in your business, in your, in your, here, just how to drive. Amen. Some of you need to pray for wisdom in this area. 
but I'm kind of being sarcastic. But you know what? But we just run. I'm going to talk about it in a, in a little bit. But we run around acting like we know what's going on, and we don't. We need to be. We need to be more humble and say, God. It's one of the reasons why I want to start you off. It's it's one of the reasons if nobody else showed up but you on the 31st, I want you to have a prayer journal because every morning I want you to wake up and say, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me. You know, God will tell you specific things. You know what? We're listening to people we shouldn't listen to. And one of the, can I tell you one of the persons that you're listening to too much to? You. Amen. Can somebody say amen to this? And I do the same thing. I'm listening too much. When, when, when we got the genius right there telling us, you're like driving and you got the GPS turned off. I mean, oh, God's up there and he goes, oh my goodness, they're going the wrong way. And if they'll just listen to me, I'll tell them how to get there. I'll tell them how, even if, hey, how many ever made a mistake? God, even if you made a stake, a mistake, a stake. Even if you made a stake, man. Even if you made a mistake, how I many know he knows how to? What, is, what does the GPS do? Re, 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 rerouting. That's what she says. Re, rerouting. How I many know God can reroute your craziness? What do you need to do? You need to hear him. You need to humble out. You need to recognize. You need to, oh, 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 oh. are you ready? You need to ask. If you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Now, how does God give? Liberally without approach. We don't have a God who doesn't want to give you the information. He wants to give you the information. But here's, here's what you need to know. It's going to come to that person who's humble enough to say, I don't, man, I've, been try, I've, I've read 30 books on, on, on marriage, and I still am not doing it right. I don't know how to raise my kids. I don't know how to run a business. I don't know. You know what the truth is? And I don't need to know how to do any of that to have success. All I have to do is ask of God, and he'll give to me liberally without reverse. Are you seeing this here? Come on. How many seeing this? Okay. So it's up to us to ask, but watch this. Watch this. Next verse. Next, next verse. But let him ask in what? Faith. faith. Now notice, faith with, with what? No. With what? No. What's this word here? No. no. Let's say it five times. Ready? Go. No. no. Notice the adamant. And here's, here's what I'm trying to teach you. It's not with little doubting. It's with no doubting. How many know the Holy Spirit knows the difference between little and no? Remember I said, you know what? Where doubt comes in, faith leaves. That's why the formula is not, well, I'm just going to, and I'll show it to you in a minute. With no doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea driven, tossed into by the wind. It's like this wave, and in, in, when, I, when I was a surf cat, I'd get up early in the morning, and I'd go surfing, because in the morning, the sea was called glassy. And what it meant glassy? It meant there was, it was just, it looked like, if you looked at it sometimes, when there's no wind, it just looks like glass. It looks like there's a sheet of glass over it. Well, those waves come, and they conform perfectly. If you're a surfer, that's what you want. Versus many times, if you try to surf in the afternoon, the wave, even the, how many know the waves are still coming in? What's happening? The wind is just blowing them all over the place. So it's like uh, here, there, and you'll see it. They're like all over. You can't ride that wave. And that's how we are sometimes. 
Because when we allow that, that doubting to come in, faith leaves, and then you're driven. Watch, watch, what you're, watch how you are. You're like, oh, I believe. Oh, I, you know, this person, you're delusional. Oh, I believe. No, I help my unbelief. No, you don't believe. You're just thinking you believe. You're just all, you're just, you're just, oh, yes, I can. Oh, no, I can't. Oh, I'm, I'm going to believe for my marriage. Oh, my marriage is going to break up. Oh, I'm going to believe my kids. Oh, they're, they're a mess. And they're all, you're all over the page. If you're all over the page, recognize you're all over the page. And have a willingness to say, the problem is, I've allowed this doubt to creep in that the Holy Spirit says, no doubting. Can I tell you what I told the first service? And this is so good. Make sure you write this down. Wherever the Bible calls you to do something, God empowers you to do that something that he's called you to do. He, he, God's not a tricky God. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'll tell the people to do this, but there's no way they can. If the Bible is asking us to ask in faith with no doubting, the Bible is telling us that is a possibility. Now, whether we're doing it or not is a whole different story. But at least in your mind, understand that God's not tricking you. You know what? He is telling you, you can do this. By the sure fact is he's calling us to do, if you, you know, how many lack wisdom? He's saying, hey, here's the answer. But do me a favor. Stop doubting that I'll give you the answer. Oh, 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 God, give me the answer. Oh, you probably can't anyway. Then how does that, what's going to happen to that person? Guys, we need to start praying in faith. Let me say that again. We need to start praying in faith with no doubting. Why? Because this person that's asking, that, notice this person is still asking. They're just asking, and they're really in the back of their mind thinking, oh, yeah, I'll ask, but probably won't, God probably won't give it to me. Here, I love you. Stop it. Why? Here's why. Next verse. Watch this. What, what happens to this person? Let for let not that man, what man, this man that's going to ask and then and not expect to receive. Oh, let me pray for you. You probably won't get healed, but let me pray for you. Oh, hey, if that's your attitude, don't pray for me. Why? Because I don't want you to pray for me. Why? Because. Let that, for let not that man suppose that he will receive what? Anything. Anything for the Lord. You know what? You're like, oh, I'm going to ask, but I don't expect God to give me any of that. God is like, what? 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 What, what, what kind of, what, what kind of child is that? God has showed up for you time after time after time after time after time after time after time. You know what? And you're going to let three goofballs that told you or, or, or even situations that happened in your life. Listen, I won't let circumstance dictate to me what is going to be true, what's going to happen. Amen. I'm not going to listen. And you can tell me about your friends, uncles, dogs, cousins, broken leg and all you want. And guys, and I'm not saying some of these things aren't close to your hearts. I'm just saying, you know what? We've got to 
get to the place where we just are going to say, as far as me and my household, we're going to serve the Lord and we're going to believe the Lord all day long. Amen. And the Bible, and, and this is, listen, and this is for us. Okay, so what are we talking about? We're talking about somebody say focus. Because if you'll focus on God's word, if you'll focus on his promises, all that fear is going to leave. That is the issue. The issue is, are you going to say, I'm going to focus on what God said? Here, let me quote it to you. Um, Joshua. What's Joshua? Joshua is this guy, and, and he has the responsibility to lead the Israelites against their enemies. And right before he's going to lead, right before he's going to go into Jericho, which is the first battle, you know what? Here's what God tells him. Here's what I want you to do. Here's the plan of attack. Somebody say focus. focus. Somebody say focus three times. Focus, focus, focus. Now l- listen, three, not five. Sorry. Okay. Sometimes I do five. Okay. So watch this. That is the plan. And so he tells Joshua, you know what? Guys in the back, go to Joshua 1.8. Here's what he says, Joshua 1.8. He says, um, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Somebody say day and night. Okay. That you might observe to do all that's written for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have a success. What's the point? You've got to focus day and night. There's got to be this focus to say, why? Because when you're, when you're focused on the word of God and focus on the word of God and focus on the word of God and focus on the word of God, somebody else will come and say, I don't think that's going to happen. And it's going to go one in one ear and out the other. You have got to allow Satan's tactics Satan's he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. How does he come to steal, kill, and destroy? He, I don't have time to teach it, but I'll just quote it to you. He comes, your, your scripture that you quoted this morning, you read this morning. He comes with vain imaginations, arguments. Somebody say arguments. And what are they trying to do? They're, they're, they've got to, uh, they're, they're, they're coming against the word of God. And you've got to say, you've got to, if in that scripture, you've got to say, the Bible says you've got to, what does it say? You've got to what? You've got to what? Yeah, you've got to take every thought captive. What does that mean? You say, you know what? No, you're not coming in. You're not coming in. Look at your neighbor and say, you can control your mind if you want to. See, we don't, we don't even, we, we, we're, we're so sloppy in our minds, we don't even recognize we can control our mind. You know, we're like, uh, we're like, this is for some of you older people, you know what I mean? This is, this is like, like, like Ghostbusters, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden you think of this big orange marshmallow, and you, you say, oh, I got it. Listen, that is, listen. Ghostbusters, here, 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 a spoiler alert. Ghostbusters isn't the word of God. You can control your mind. Now, granted, it might take some work for you to get it developed that you can, but you can start to say, I'm just not going to think about that anymore. Amen. And if you are meditating on the word day and night, how many know if you fill something, if you fill your mind with God, now you're not allowing any of that junk in. Does that make sense? How many, how many are enjoying this sermon today? 
Do you understand what's, what I'm saying? You got to stay focused. And, and, and for some of you, all the problem is you just watch too much Netflix. Why? Because in that, how many know, how many know Satan doesn't package doubt and unbelief? How many know you're not going to like see doubt and unbelief with those you know, crossbones and skull? And, you know what I mean? No, he's going to put like a, you know, it's going to be like, you know what, vitamin and vegemin. It's going to be good. You know, he's like, ah, and it tastes good too. You know what I mean? Right? Some of you older people get that. Okay, that was way funnier than you imagined. Okay, but, but you understand he's not putting it like what it is. And you've got to discern what's going on. It's like, oh, you, you watch all that junk and all that. All, it's all mixed with all kinds of doubt, unbelief, ungodliness, immorality. Immorality. Sleeping with all kinds of people, marrying. You know what? Uh, we just watched, uh, and it was really a great movie until the very end. And the very end, it was like, oh, my goodness. Did you see what they did? And the guy, you know what? He was going to, the guy was like, the, the couple got back together. Or you know what? They were like, but then they got together. And it was like really weird because he's like, yeah, I, I don't know the wording. It wasn't this, but it was it was obvious. I was like, oh, my goodness. You know what? He didn't ask her to marry her. He asked her to move in with her. I was like, what? Why did you do that? Can I tell you why? Because the writers that are writing this, they're. They're not even thinking that way anymore. And you can go, oh, that's not a big deal. No, listen, it, that, that's I'm going to get to in a minute. That's part of the problem. It's a big deal. Yeah. We're just listening to this stuff. It's just part of what we're listening. And then the next thing you know, it's, it's the, like not a big deal. And, and, and now righteousness becomes unrighteousness. And then you say, well, you should get married. And they're like, well, you should shut up. Like, what? Are you kidding? You're going to raise these kids? Wow. Okay. Mm, 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 mm. So this, there's, oh. Mm. All right. I'm trying to get direction of where we should go. I mean, no, it's, it's not good when a pastor just preaches. <laughs> so sometimes it's like, oh. Because how many know my notes have notes? So I got to be discerning. All right. But I, I uh, yeah, I hear God saying this is how he wants to go. So here's what we're going to do. Look at, uh, look at uh, uh, the first, very first psalm, psalm. And we'll start from the very first, number one. We'll just go over this real quick. Look what it says. Psalm 1-1. First Psalm chapter one. Blessed is the man. How many want to be blessed? Come on. Come on. How many preachers? How many want to be blessed? Okay, listen. Notice here, the blessing comes to a man who's doing certain behaviors. 
One of the things that we taught in this church, from, we taught, a, a, like, stop thinking the problem is God. God just don't, I don't know, I don't know why God, I don't know why, like, God loves Jason, but he don't love me. He always, always blessing Jason, but he don't bless, here's, here's why God blesses Jason, because he makes good choices. Amen. And I'm not saying his life's perfect, but it is, it is incremental and it starts building up and, and you start making good choices. And, and then all of a sudden you start, you know, the Bible says you start casting your bread on the water. Tim and I have been casting our bread on the water. So, uh, and part of it has to do with bringing in tithes and offerings, but we've been casting our bread on the water for so long. Now we got, it's like, man, the, 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 the blessing just keep on coming back to us. Oh, Pastor, I won't, I, won't, I won't be like you. Praise God. Well, be like Jason. Because let me tell you, because let me tell you what's going to happen in Jason's life. Jason's life, even now, he's starting to see blessings and blessings and blessings. But let me tell you what, the more he does that, you know what? It's just going to keep on. Let me tell you what, God, God wants to bless you. But he can't bless you when you're making bad choices to have a good life. It doesn't work that way. And, so, and, and, and the Christian church, let me tell you what I'm teaching today. The Christian church, for the most part, there's, there's a scripture and Jesus says, take heed to what you hear. You know, there's a time, let me tell you the story real quick. Oh, no, I won't. I'll stick with God and God said. Okay, blesses a man, but notice what he does, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. He's not walking with the ungodly people. He's not wa- watch this. He's not walking with these people. Are you catching this? He's not standing in the path of the sinners. And he's not sitting at the seat of the scornful. Oh, scornful. <laughs> scornful. Okay. He's not doing any of that. He's not sitting. He's not standing. He's not walking. Ooh, let's wrap that. He's not sitting. He's not standing. He's not walking. He's not sitting. He's not standing. He's not walking. So because he's not sitting, because he's not standing, because he's not walking, you know what he's not doing? He's not hearing. Are you catch that? He's not hearing them. I'll just say this. There's one point, there's one story in the New Testament. Oh, my goodness. Okay. He's not sitting. He's not standing. He's not walking. I fully believe there's way too much sitting. There's way too much walking around ungodly people, standing in the paths of sinners, and sitting with people who are just so critical. That's what's scornful. They're like, oh, they're cynical people. Can, can I tell you, you said, whoa, I, and I'm not saying like you, you, you're not, I'm not saying that you can't, that you're not working with sinners. I'm not saying that you, you come in with some self-righteous shirt. I am, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and don't ever say the F word around me. I, I, that's not what I'm suggesting. What I'm suggesting is that you be way more discerning in what you're listening to who you're listening to. And when you start doing that, when you turn all this off, watch what happens. Next verse. 
Watch what happens to this man. That man's blessed, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight is in the law of the Lord. He loves being with God. He loves spending time in the Word. He loves listening, going to discoverhope.us and listening to sermons by your pastor. Not have these goofballs on the internet. Guys, you got to watch him. You get on the internet and, you know, how, how many have been on the internet? You're on the internet and the next thing you know, you know what, you start off, you know what, looking at, you know what, Christmas gifts. And the next thing you know, you're out here, like, finding out how you catch a butterfly in Alaska. Come on, am I the only one? You know what I mean? Come on, it's like you're, you're, and, and the same thing, listen, you want to hear some good preaching that you know is accurate to the word of God, go to discoverhope.us and we have all kinds of teachings. Listen to that. Who should I listen to? Oh, here's a thought. Listen to your pastor who is going to give an account over your soul. It's just a thought. I don't know. It's just a thought. I'm being sarcastic. And, and in this law, he meditates Oh, man, do we, do, we, do we see this reoccurring theme? Meditates on it day and night. Watch this next verse, next verse. He shall be like the tree planted in the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit. In its seed. Listen, listen, you know what the New Testament describes? He describes you as being, but this is, you know, Pastor Isaac pointing this out. You know where I see mature people raising up? is people who've been part of a good, Bible-believing, loving church for years. And all of a sudden, you're like, and, and you look around, and you know what you're going to see? The New Testament says, it says, you're going to see all these birds because there's going to be all these uh, branches that they're going to, they're just going to come to you. They're just going to go, they're just going to go to Isaac and Chanel. They're just going to go, hey, our marriage is messed up. Uh, you know, I mean, I know you guys aren't perfect, but can you help us out? Well, not, not that Tamara and I are perfect, but how many know, you know what? Pastor Isaac and Chanel have been under our tutelage for a while. And, and have got a wonderful mom and dad that they saw, that he's seen. See, that doesn't happen by accident. I, I heard a pastor say, God has no problem spending 40 years to get you to the place where he can trust you. We don't want that. We want to get on the internet and have some goofball who doesn't know anything. Anyway, okay, okay. And brings forth its fruit, and his leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does, and whatever he does. Well, I don't believe. And this is the Bible, guys. And whatever he does, what happens? Shall prosper. To, to, to everyone? No, 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 no. Go back to verse 1. To everyone? No, no. This person who is, is not allowing these ungodly, sin, or scornful people to speak into your life. What are they doing? Verse 2. Verse 2. What are they doing? Verse 2. Oh, verse 3. Oh, verse 2. Sorry. What are they doing? They're meditating on the word day and night. See, all, you, all I'm telling you is perhaps that unbelief is there on purpose because you put it there. Does that make sense? And you put it there because Satan came in and he duped you. 
it was it was like the the witch she's like oh look at the apple shiny apple look at the apple don't take the apple amen meditate on god's word watch that what that'll do 